The best piece of advice I have for someone trying to succeed in the film industry or any creative space is if you're doing what everyone else is doing, you're doing it wrong. Welcome to Views from the Group Chat, your weekly dose of savagery. Oh, the intro. What up, everybody? We here. <laughs> Three times in one week, y'all didn't see it coming, did y'all? Wait, hold up! What the fuck? We just started. Come on, keep I going. My bad. I that shit caught me so off guard. Hey, welcome everybody. Oh man, that's how we starting off the week. I like yeah. that. Caught me We're completely to, off guard. Trying to bring some positive energy into the world, you know. <laughs> Especially because niggas out here spitting on each other. You know, that's we need love. We need to spread love, not war. You know, well, that's the problem. You know, that's the type of energy Chris Paul put out, and he got it back. Finally, very true, very true. You, we can. So, for those who don't know, and if you don't know, like I I don't see how you can't. But uh, during the Lakers and Rockets game on Saturday, uh, there it seemed to be a, a, a kerfuffle. No, it was a fight. No. Tom Tom trying to do the kerfuffle and brouhaha. No, this was a fight. There were punches thrown. If there were it no worked. punches thrown, then I could I could go with any of the the many ridiculous names we have for fights. But this was an actual yes. fight. A punch got landed on somebody's jaw. That's a fight, yeah. right? Yeah, sure. That's a fight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, for some reason, Brandon Ingram decided to push James Harden. And while that was happening, what do you mean for some reason? I know I'm not. Gonna, I'm cut. I'm gonna I, break this story all up. But what do you I, mean some reason? You know why? Chris Paul was out there whining like he always does after a foul. He got but, the foul. Him, but him pushing James Harden has what to do with it? It was I'm annoyed with you crying after every foul. They blow. They blew the whistle. Go walk to the free throw line. Shut the fuck up. That's what he pushed him for. And it was a very good push too. It wasn't like it wasn't a passive aggressive push. He no. pushed the shit out of him. I'm very disappointed in James Harden for that. Thank you. I appreciate I'm, you saying I'm, that. I'm very disappointed because if th- your first reaction when someone pushes you that hard is, I'm gonna look at the ref like, "Yo, you don't see homie just push me now." Y'all I've not gonna LeBron, call another foul. I've seen LeBron do that shit, and it's like you you don't 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 do that. Like I thought James is you know of that life or oh, represents no. it, or he or he tries to act like it. When how I don't think he's ever tried to represent that. I don't know. Maybe I get that impression, but you can't just let another grown man push you like that. Nah, not like that. He pushed him in the hip too. It was like a weird. It was a weird. Like I don't give a fuck about you. I'm pushing you with both hands, and I don't care that the rest right there either. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, and you know who I felt really bad for the ref because when Brandon Ingram stepped to him, that ref looked terrified. You don't see and all I- them cheap tattoos that Brandon Ingram got? I'd be scared too. <laughs> No, you wouldn't. If you yes, were that I would. white man, yes, you would. If you were you, no, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. You don't remember when we saw Steven Jackson? Steven Jackson's different. Shout out to Captain Jack, <laughs> by the way. Steven okay. Jackson's a completely different human being. I would be completely... Actually, I was afraid of him when he walked past. But Brendan Ingram? Mm, They're the same he, height. But it doesn't give me that same type of feeling. Okay, you don't know. You know why you feel that way? Because you don't know much about Kingston, North Carolina. I do. No, I don't. And that, I don't think why. that really matters. Like, it just does. Because as as Jerry Stackhouse, 
about kinks in North Carolina. But we've also seen Jerry Sackhouse, like, actually come to blows in the NBA. Yeah, and Brandon, we saw and we saw Brandon Ingram ready for that. Nobody, line. he he ran up on someone while they didn't see anybody and swung. I'm not giving you respect. For you that. think if James Harden had turned around, he wasn't ready to poke up James Harden too? Brandon Ingram was ready for a fight at that moment. I don't know why. Block. Like, but he stayed ready. <laughs> apparently, I didn't. I mean, we should notice seeing where he's from. But then he went to Duke, and then he went to the Lakers, and he really ain't been about that life, it seemed. But last night, Brandon Ingram reminded y'all, I'm from Kenston, North Carolina. But, okay, so let, let's talk about that a little bit. Because you, you've, 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 you've said that type of thing before. Like, certain people from certain areas, they are, they more than likely can fight. Like, you are from Augusta. Does that mean you can't fight? Or does that mean you can? Does that mean you're about that life? Like, if no. I step to you, you... You would be willing to fight regardless. Yes, like, I, I think, I think part of it is people from certain places are more willing to fight. That doesn't mean they can or can't fight. I'm not saying that he's a better fighter because he's from Kinston. I'm just saying everyone I know from Kinston will fight you, win or lose. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a different like because a big part of fighting for y'all who don't know is want to. Yeah, that's a major part of fighting is. I want this fight, and I'm going to do whatever it takes. Like, you're one of those people. Like, I could hit you a bunch of times and be dominating the fight. You're going to keep going forward. You know why? Because you got want to. Yeah. So, you yes. Yes, I do believe that when you're from certain places, especially if it's been proven that a majority of the people from those type of places got want to, yes, I believe Brandon Ingram wants to fight. Did he not seem like he was not interested in the fight last night? <laughs> He ran to the fight. How many people did we see not run to the fight? He ran to that fight. He definitely did. And I don't even know if he connected or not. Like, th- there's so many different angles. Okay. It's- before before we continue, I'm going to let you tell the whole story. I'm not going to cut you off this time. Because right, so- you've been trying to tell the story to the listeners. Just in case they didn't see it, I'm going to let James tell you what happened. It's going to take him like five minutes, but bear with him, people. <laughs> I mean, we, we've already talked about the Brandon Ingram and... James Harden part. So let's push that to the side. Uh, going on to the other side of them, Chris Paul and Rondo were arguing. And they haven't liked each other for years now. So this was bound to happen. They got in each other's face. And then all of a sudden you see Chris Paul kind of wipe his face. And then he mushes him. And then Rondo swings back. And I, I don't know if Chris Paul accounted for how long Rondo's arms are or for the simple fact that the ref was there so he thought he could mush him and get away with the hit and the ref and everybody was separated but he got mm. clocked and <laughs> and you know I, I give him credit for at least swinging back because you can't just let somebody hit you but at the same time if you're going to mush somebody now th- shout out to my mother I've seen her mush people you gotta be <laughs> you gotta be ready for the comeback like you you have to be willing to do another punch you can't just mush people you got to be ready to come with another hit and i've seen shout out to you mother i've seen her and my siblings have seen her mush people time and time again and she's always ready to throw another punch hold on so you gotta pause 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 before you go before you go any further you said people Just give me a number. I don't want no stories. Just give me a number. How many people I mean, you see? I've, 
the OG Yvonne Mush. I've at least seen her do it once. But my siblings have seen her do it at least another two, three times. Like, and we've been we've been products of the mush. Like, that is her thing. That is that is her go-to move. Mike said earlier that's almost like WWE, like the finisher. It's almost <laughs> like you do that last move you do to like get your finisher up, and then you perform it. Like that's that's so her my move, mom's. Her move would be called the mom mush. Yes, it is absolute. That is her thing. If you if we called her right now and asked her what do you like to do to people if you got into an altercation, she would tell you, "I like to mush a motherfucker." Here, here's the thing: the mush is very disrespectful. It is. <laughs> the mush is disrespectful as shit because it says to you, "I first of all, putting your hand on somebody's face is like the height of disrespect." <laughs> but it also says, "I don't even got enough respect for you to actually fight you." I'm just going to put yeah. my hand and push your shit out the way because you ain't going to do a fucking thing. Nothing. And, and that's why you got to be prepared. If you're willing to go out there with the mush, you got to be willing to die with the mush. Like, you got to yeah. be prepared to swing. And Chris Paul, I, I think Chris Paul just thought if I mush him, I'm going to mush him further enough, far enough, so that way LeBron and everybody else who was standing there was separated. So I, I'd get the last hit. We gotta talk about but, LeBron. We're gonna talk. We're gonna let's finish this, but we gotta talk about ho ass LeBron. I, I am disgusted let's, that. Let's first, don't, first of don't all, do it yet. Don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. Let's say no, it. no, no. I, I was talk, I was talking about the spit. So okay. suppose there was so many type of like ideas out there and and theories of what actually happened first of all the spit came from carmelo then it not, nothing really happened then rondo actually spit on him and there's so many angles now it was, it's been I, i'm not gonna lie it's been awesome it's been like a mini <laughs> like jfk assassination today yeah in the nba world like i've seen so i didn't even know people had access to this many cameras like it's been like regular people with like multiple camera angles of this it's, shit it's impeccable but to see that it's been confirmed, I yeah. guess for now, that he did spit on Chris Paul. It was a sneak spit, too. It wasn't yeah. because the one thing I kept on saying, and I was wrong about this. I was like, you know when somebody spit, because you got to cock your head back. Like, there's got to be a little, there's got to be a little back cock to be able to spit, because you got to move <laughs> the spit forward. <laughs> but he did the little skeet. The little yeah. What, what I think he did was he already knew what he wanted to do. He saw Chris Paul in his face. He was like, I'm going to spit in this nigga's face. <laughs> <laughs> and and no one can tell me any different because it's fucking Rondo. Like, me saying that, you laughing, you're probably like, hmm, yeah. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> no, no, I'm not disagreeing. Like, I'm not disagreeing. Like, I, Rondo is, he's a top, he's a Hall of Fame level petty, petty player. Oh, like, yeah. When, that, when you bring up the list of petty people, he's up there. And I know Rondo, like, I don't know him personally. But I know he's smart and calculated enough to be like, I've been waiting to spit on Chris Paul. <laughs> he, I'm, they stood in front of each other too long and had a full conversation. There's no way. It, it, to me, Rondo was like, I'm going to spit in this nigga's face. And he let it fly. And, you know, I'm, I'm surprised Chris Paul actually swung back. I'm but, not. Because what I... Because, okay, i tell you this as well. Chris Paul is also from a place that people fight. Yeah. yeah. I, but, I, I would give Chris Paul that. Chris Paul is also from a place where people fight. But I, don't, I, I was only shocked that Chris Paul fought back in the sense that 
he seemed like ready for the fight. Like I didn't think Chris Paul was a stay ready all star, but apparently he is. <laughs> like the fight did not surprise him. The spit, nah. the spit surprised him. And I think, and you said something earlier that came that was right as well. Rhino got long arms. I don't think he knew. I don't yeah. think he knew that Rhino's reach was that good. <laughs> because I think you're right. When he pushed him, when he mushed his face, you saw he did. It was a forceful mush. Yeah. But I don't. He definitely was not ready for Rondo one. He didn't realize that Rondo was a stay ready all star. See, that's the other thing. <laughs> you got to recognize a stay ready all star. He did but not how understand. Does he, how does he not know Rondo is though? Like Rondo has well, been. Well, he, he's been super petty his entire career. Like, you gotta know if you're gonna. It doesn't matter who it is. Let Let's say it's anybody else. You mush anyone, they're more than likely going to swing on you. You yeah. gotta. You gotta realize that this person is gonna swing back, unless Chris Paul would have mushed him and then punched him, so that way he wouldn't have had time. But when you just mush a nigga, he's gonna swing back. And unfortunately, Rondo calculated that that right hand and it crossed that nigga jaw. Well, here's the thing: people don't realize this. Rajon Rondo's from Louisville, Kentucky. I don't know if y'all know too much about Louisville. Who's from Louisville, James? I don't know who am I supposed to be Muhammad Ali. right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest boxers of all time. He's from Louisville. Ray John Rondo grew up boxing. Ray John Rondo also is from Louisville, Kentucky. There's not really much there to do. He's a state radio star. Now, now, growing up boxing, that is, to me is more important than him growing up in Louisville. No, like, it's not because part of that is there's not much for us to do. We've had to scrap it out every now and then just because there ain't much to do. <laughs> like, like, you're just going to get into some trouble. You're just going to get into some trouble. Does, well, does Rondo seem like he has a temperament not to get into fights? Does Rondo have a temperament? Exactly. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think he has anything. Like, he's just, he's always been an asshole. Which I appreciate. Like, I, I love is his authentic self. Like, he doesn't try to fake it. He doesn't try to act like nothing. He's just Rondo. And I love it. But, damn, that was a good hit. It was. It was a good hit. But, I, I, I mean, I'm with you on the sense that I I give Chris Paul a little respect for fighting back. Because Chris Paul kind of a prima donna. And mm-hmm. I feel there's been a lot of times that he should have caught the fade. And somehow he got saved. You know. But the refs. That's the other thing that got me. The refs, like, they didn't see... None of the refs are apparently stay ready All-Stars from last night's game because they didn't see any of this coming. <laughs> like, no. The, the sad part is they stood there next to LeBron and Carmelo watching the whole thing happen. They like, so the, oh, shit. These niggas so did Eric fight? Gordon, who was not a stay ready All-Star <laughs> either. These are all the people you don't want on your side when a fight goes down. <laughs> Eric Gordon watched the spit. He watched him get hit. He was just like, damn, they fighting. <laughs> That shit was just too funny. Like, everyone was like, are they really about to fight? And I, I guess everyone had the same inclination about, you know, Chris Paul like we do. Like, Chris Paul not about to fight nobody. Uh, well, <laughs> it finally happened. Yeah. It was, I mean, as far as a fight goes in the NBA, that's like top 10, right? Like, I modern NBA. Modern, modern. Because yeah, you, yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. you can't... You <laughs> can't... Anything from like 2005 down, 
pre there's pre malice in the palace and post malice in the palace. Yeah, then if it's post malice yeah. in the palace, then it's definitely like top five. Yes, if it's pre malice in the palace, that don't even register. Nah. Yeah, like because Niggas after the malice in the palace, yeah, after the malice in the palace, everything changed. Like they was like, this can never happen again. So, which is <sighs> great time. That was a beautiful fight, but let's not get onto that. Yeah. So you. We we wanted to talk about LeBron, or you wanted to bring up your point. So now I want I want to talk about the spit real quick. Spitting okay, on somebody is very disrespectful, and it should Absolutely. not be done. Like I don't care. I'm not a, I'm not a Chris Paul fan. I think Chris Paul deserved whatever he had coming to him last night. But you can't be spitting on people. That's that's disrespectful. It's disgusting. And Rondo, if, if Chris Paul and Rondo see each other again, there's got to be another fight. You just can't spit on me. Yeah. Like when's the next time they play? I'm gonna tell you right now. If Chris Paul is really about that life, they're going to fight again. You got to. Because I bet money, if Chris Paul has spit on Rondo, Rondo see that nigga again. Yeah. <laughs> like, there wouldn't have been no leaving the stadium. Yeah. Rondo would have been waiting outside at the bus, at the nigga's hotel. He'd be like, nah, we got to finish this. Yeah. So, I, I, I lose. I Rondo gains a little respect, but he loses it. So, it, it, it cancels each other out. You can't spit on people. I don't know if I lose respect for him. It's you can't, like you can't a, spit on people. I can't. I can't be condoning spitting on people. Yeah, it's, it's foul as fuck. But it's like, damn, that nigga calculated that shit. Like he thought about it. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna spit on this. <laughs> <laughs> like I almost want to give him credit for thinking about it. Like who thinks? No one ever thinks, even in their like get ready to fight mode. You don't ever think I'm gonna spit on this nigga. Spitting like, on it, somebody it, is. It's like the height of disrespect. Like it's like, you know what it is? It's like when you gun butt somebody. Like you when you hit somebody with the gun instead of shooting them. Yeah. It's personal. <laughs> it's personal. Like spitting on somebody is personal. So that lets you know how much Rondo does not like Chris Paul. He would just like, man, instead of just slapping this nigga, I'm gonna spit on him. <laughs> and I bet you. And the other thing is, when you spit on somebody, you like he ain't gonna do nothing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he must. He did that shit and turned his head, so he knew, like, man, Rondo has zero. Rondo has zero respect for Chris Paul. Like he spit on him, and and he did turn his head. You absolutely right. I didn't even think about that. He turned his head like, told y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like he thought nothing of it. Man, fuck this nigga. He ain't gonna do shit. And when this nigga was getting mush, he was like, I know this nigga did not just mush me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he swung on him. Like, man. But I bet you Rondo gained a little respect from Chris Paul because he did mush him and try to fight back. Rondo was like, I ain't think he's going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, after the, the assessment that happened when he was on his way home, like, damn, I ain't think that nigga was really going to do that. Yeah. I kind of like him. I bet you when he called KG and was like, ticket. Yeah, I spit on him. I didn't think he was going to do nothing. And, and you know what KG said? I didn't think he was going to do it either. Uh, but, 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 Brian. Mm. Brian, you weak, bro. Soft. I know you're never going to hear this, and you don't care nothing about what two broke people got to say. <laughs> but that shit you did last night. You might as well ask to get traded to the Clippers. You're done in this Soft. town. Soft. You're done. You're done in LA. You're not getting 50 either. <laughs> Yo, I'm so mad about that. 
These niggas are already down two games. I'm like, oh my god, my bet. You're not getting fifty either. You're not a leader. Well, the Rock, the Rockets ain't getting over fifty nine either. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're bo- we're wrong on both of those. The score was like one hundred to one hundred at the end of the third quarter. When I text Mike and I was like, this is sad. Nobody is playing defense. <laughs> it's it's disgusting, but. There was LeBron, more defense in the NBA 2K game than last night. <laughs> LeBron, you super soft. Like this guy, you stood there. You stood there and watched these niggas fight. Number yeah. one, number two, you grabbed your man's. I don't want to hear. Oh, Chris Paul was closer. Rondo was close too. Yeah, Rondo's you, your teammate. You could have grabbed, and Rondo's your teammate. Like I, I can understand you grabbing your man. Cool. He walked him down the court. You can't walk this nigga down the aisle. Like that was his like that was his little <laughs> Holy brother. matrimony, my nigga. Like yeah. you can't you can't do that. Do you take this Chris Paul to be your happy little way? <laughs> <laughs> like this like, guy. You can't do that. Like if I'm Rondo, I'm looking at you and I'm like, nigga, for real? Well you like, saw that's how you treat us? You okay. saw Savage Lane, he said he ain't talked to his teammates. Yeah, the, the nigga said he uh he went back to the locker room when the game was over, like he didn't say shit. The coach addressed him, and that was it. And I'm like, nigga, I thought you the leader. Like, right. You supposed to be leader to the food, nigga. Like, yeah. what, are, what are you doing? Nah, he needed, what he needed to do is he need to come back in there with a Rolex for everybody and apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have done my part. I should have been a better teammate last night when the fight broke out. I apologize. Rondo, and, and on top of that, Rondo's the leader now. <laughs> and on top of that, towards the end, when all the shit was happening, Brandon Ingram started talking to Carmelo crazy. Where was you at when that was happening? Like I keep you trying wasn't to explain trying to... to you, Brandon Ingram about that life. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, and that's fine. But I'm just saying, LeBron, like, what? You, you almost like you can't choose sides. At that point, you just got to separate them and be like, all right, we all straight. Right. Like, let's try to settle down. Cool. You can't have your arm around this dude and trying to play peace with your with your homie. When your teammates is down the road, nigga, they fighting. Like, you can't do that. We you fighting in the club, nigga. And you <laughs> you got a blue hoodie on, and the red hoodies come in. You can't be like, ah, oh, man, I mean, that's my man's right now. Fuck that. <laughs> you chose sides. Yeah, you can't do that shit. Nah, man. That wasn't that wasn't cool at all. I don't have no problem with him breaking it up. Like, you grab the closest person to you. Fine. Let's say he just said, oh, I'm going to reach my arms out. Chris Paul happened to be the person I could reach first. You pull him away. You make sure everybody's separated. Then you walk back to your bench. You grab exactly. your squad. You grab Brandon exactly. Ingram. You grab Lance, who who surprisingly was not involved. <laughs> Yo, that, that was the most shocking part. When I watched all the replays, I'm like, why Lance ain't throw a punch? I was, that nigga don't want to get cut. He like L.A. Yeah, that, I was, that's what it is. He I was very leave. surprised by that because I text Mike. I was like... Is Lance on the bench? Like I, he was like, no, nah, he's on the court. I was like, oh my goodness! Like how how did Lance not want to get involved with this? But you know what? Lance on that one year deal, he like, nah, y'all can mess it. Yeah, he's like, everybody I, who was in that fight last night, y'all got multiple year contracts. So except for Rondo, he was like, me, nah, I'm on a ten day, baby. I can't get, get no fight. I, I told Mike. Rondo's either requesting the trade or LeBron's going to be like, yo, you, you can you like. Get him out of here because I, I don't know if I could deal with him for the rest of the season. They got to trade. They got to trade Rondo now. Rondo, he the captain now. Yeah. <laughs> like, no respect. LeBron going to be clapping. Give me the ball. Rondo going to be like, nigga. 
I spit on you too. <laughs> That's what he's gonna say. <laughs> like he go, he he gonna shoot the three and just stare at LeBron. Rondo gonna be like, everybody who plays for the Lakers, y'all staying over here. Nah, not you. <laughs> you play you play for the banana boat or the Rockets. I don't know what team you on, but these are the Lakers. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Zo, come on. Zo gonna be in the middle. He's gonna be the one confused. Like, I mean, Brian kept me here. And, <laughs> and like Ron gonna give me that Andrew Wiggins treatment. Like, I'm still here. And Ron gonna be like, nah, Zo, you with us. Come on. Like, All who right. you willing to fight, LeBron or me? <laughs> Shit. All right. You, have you seen LeBron throw hands yet? <laughs> no. Nah. I'm telling you, like, I, if I played for the Lakers right now, I'd have lost, I'd have lost some respect for Brian. Like There's what no you did last night, I, it was it just wasn't. That's not how this shit go. Like we're team, we're a team. I I don't see how you couldn't lose respect for him, but at the same time, it's like mm, that's what I expect from LeBron. I bet you next time Brandon Ingram wants something though, he gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> hey Brian, what you doing with them shoes when you done with them? <laughs> you giving them to that kid? Nah, fuck that nah. kid. I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna take I need those. Em. Yeah. Run me that jersey too. And next time you get on the helicopter, I'm getting on the helicopter with you. Like, Matter of fact, it's my helicopter now. Yeah. Me and the homies need the helicopter. <laughs> so Rondo told me to come get it. So we're gonna take that. <laughs> uh it was it was a it was good to see. Like I, I like seeing the action, even though you know the suspensions that they got is crazy. I thought they would get more, but you know, glad to see that it's all settled now and it's done. I can't wait for them to play again, and it's probably going to be in Houston. So they play four times a year. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm a bigger NFL fan Three than I am times. NBA fan, but after last night, I'm glad the NBA's back. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm so happy the NBA's back. That, oh, that made my Friday night. Yeah, that was that was great. Or Saturday night, dang. I'm I'm a day behind. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on to something else. Uh for some reason this Pusha T and Drake thing continues. And to she be honest never with you. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I did that show the episode. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh I'm I'm real sick and tired of this shit. Like I want it to go away. Like I said, to you off the air, like they should either fight or just like let it go. Like I'm sick and tired of it. But like, I don't think they should fight. I think they should just let this shit go. Like it play, it's played its course. Like they both got what they wanted out of it, or they got something out of it already. Whatever, whatever the end game is, it's been gotten. Drake took an L. He's still Drake. People still gonna look to his music. He's still gonna sell out, be the hottest artist. And Pusha got the extra album sales. But I don't think like what's going on now is helping either one of them look good. Like, I mean, it might be selling. They're both on tour, so it might be selling tickets. I mean, Drake don't need to sell tickets. All right, He's Drake. Fine. Drake got the but, Migos but, to sell tickets. He don't need tickets. <laughs> but for Pusha T, like you know, there, there's a for some reason, even though Pusha T's been rapping for what 18, 19, 20 years now. Like he has a he's gained a new Damn, audience. I felt so old when you said that. Yes, right. like <laughs> he's he's gained a new audience. So everything that's why. When Drake even initiated or like not initiated, when he responded, all you did was put yourself at risk. Because even if you won, it wouldn't matter. 
You, well, that's, you lo- that's what happens when you're the bigger person in the, in the battle. Exactly. Yeah. So, Pusha yeah, more had to nothing to do, but all Pusha did was gain from this. Like, people can laugh at him and, you know, say, oh, well, he's he's so much lower on the totem pole than Drake. He'll never be Drake. He, I don't think he ever wants to be Drake. The nigga said he would die if he ended up like Drake. He don't want to be nothing like him. He hates him. But, I mean, this, this has brought a new audience to him. People are at least starting to understand and appreciate his mm. lyrical ability. Mm. You're you're going way too far with that. I don't think people appreciate Pusha T. I don't, I'm not saying they appreciate him fully, but there's more people listening to him and understanding that he's not just like some bum-ass rapper. I, I don't agree. I think there's more people listening, but they're listening because they want to hear him say something about Drake. Like, the new fans that he has gained, they don't list, they're not listening to him like, man... This dude's one of the best rappers of the last 18 to 20 years. They're not thinking about it. No, of course not. I don't think it's that. And there's always going to be a mixture. Like, there are some people, just like when Joe Button was beefing with Drake, even though Drake barely responded to him, along with the podcast, like, that brought a new audience to Joe Button. And it people started to either notice that, oh, he does a podcast. Oh, he used to rap. Let me listen to some old stuff. Or you have the people like, eh, I don't care unless he's talking about Drake. Like, it, it works in your favor regardless. So, from Pusha T's perspective, like, it worked. Like, I don't think he cared if it worked yeah, or not. Cause I agree. It worked. Money. But it doesn't... You don't have to keep banging on it. Like, it's not... I don't think... I think as much as the lemon that he could squeeze, he squeezed it. I mean, that's one of the uh, laws of power, man. You, can, you, you go, you go until it's complete. You kill until it's done. But he's not going to be able to kill Drake. That's the thing. From his perspective, there's nothing. There's really, I mean, as as big a dent as Drake has been able to take, that's what he's gonna get. There's because there's a because here's the thing, Drake has such a big fan base. There's a there's a still a part of his fan base that doesn't give a fuck about Pusha T or anything anybody has to say. They just want the music. And as long as you have that set of fans, you don't ever have to worry about beefing or taking L's like that. Like that, that doesn't. They don't care about hip hop and hip hop rules. They just care about I want good music. That I can dance to or be entertained by. I don't care what, anything about Pusha T. What I thought was funny when Drake did his interview on LeBron's show. I'm not even calling it the name because it's LeBron's show. Uh, this nigga actually admitted that he lost. And I'm like, damn. Has a rapper ever admitted that they lost to someone in a battle? I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. But I mean, what's wrong? I, I think... I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think I think that's honest. Honestly. No, I, I'm definitely not. It's it's honesty, and I, I appreciate it. But I've never heard any any rapper on his tier. So any rapper that is relevant for a consistent amount of time, more than likely they've been into something. Because they had shit to lose. Them? Like that's why I keep telling yeah, you. Like, exactly. Drake's and, already well, lost. I'm not disagreeing. What with that. Drake had to lose has been lost. He can't. No matter what he does, he can't get that back. And, and I'm not disagreeing with that, but to admit it, for it's a different time. An like the niggas from the nineties, like, damn, the niggas from the nineties wouldn't admit it. Like you're right, but like why? What, there's nothing to lose. Like I, so I agree. I understand what you're saying, but I'm also saying the reason they those people wouldn't have admitted that is because they had they still felt there was something to lose. Like like when Jay Z and Nas beef, if Jay Z had said that he lost, then it, he had someone to lose still at that point. Still, to this point, if he came out and said that he has something to lose, 
there's a little bit of shine, a little bit of luster that he could lose if he said that. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but I just don't. I think it's different times. Different. There's a different level level of honesty out there that's to be that's to be gained. Like there are some people who are like, you know what? I like that Drake because you know what? He's gonna tell the truth. <laughs> like you, obviously, you know what's funny? Obviously, you're not <laughs> one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Someone said that about him too. Uh, at work, this guy uh, is from Canada. He works in the Canadian office. He said he runs into Drake consistently on the streets in Toronto. Like, he was like, Drake is such a very nice guy. Like, I, he's one of those guys that, you know, I'd be proud if he dated my daughter. And I was like, <laughs> no, mm-hmm. you, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> I almost said, do you not know that this nigga has a baby by a stripper? But I was like, okay, you know what? Hold on, there's nothing I'll wrong with you. him having a baby by a stripper. But, but he didn't want it. Lots of dudes don't want babies by people who aren't strippers. (laughs) Let me let me get back to my point though, man. You done got us pulled us all the way to another another place. Um so Drake went on LeBron's show and said basically what Joe Budden told us months ago, which I which I which I like because it confirmed everybody thinks Joe's fucking crazy. Joe's not crazy. Joe has been in hip hop for a long time. Joe's a little, Joe's crazy. a little crazy. A little crazy. Thank but you. Like, everything, <laughs> but everything he says isn't out of left field. Joe knows how the industry works. Joe knows how the rap game works. Like yeah. th- that's one thing you got to give Joe props for. Like he does understand his craft and the industry he's been in because he he fucked himself up in the industry too. So he understands when things go left, things go right. There's a reason things are happening. Things things just don't magically just appear like this. So. The idea that Push then came on the show and was like, I heard, I got all this information from a chick that 40 was pillow talking with. I don't believe him. Because if that was the case, and I had this conversation with somebody else, if Pusha did get the information from another chick, he would have took a bigger shot at 40. Like the little 666 40 thing, that would that could have been so much better. Because that wasn't a good line. Like, that last little part with the forty plus stuff, it wasn't that great. Like it could, if he really had gotten that from a chick that was pillow talking with forty, then it would have been a lot more in detail, right there. I, I mean, felt maybe like. that was going to be on a reply. How do you know there was going to be a reply? Like you can't. No, you I, can't I, be, I, that's guessing. what I'm saying. Like that's, I have no idea. So then you got to be honest. You're a Pusha T fan better than a Drake fan. So I think you're a little biased on that. Like I don't. I think Pusha T is lying. He's trying to save face. For Kanye, because Kanye looks worse than everybody. If what happened, if what Drake and Joe said happened, then Kanye's the worst, and that looks worse than everybody. And Pusha looks a little bad, like in the streets. Pusha looks like a little bitch too. For like, oh, my man had to come and tell me all this, all this stuff, so that we could beef, so I could take shots at you. Like that's that's some that's some little girl gossiping shit right there, and that's all what happened. Well, if we're if we gonna call, if we call in the spade a spade, uh, Drake sound like a little bitch for saying there's rules to the shit. Where the rules at? What rules? So and, and I, I, I know, and no, I've no, said no. this when we first started talk about this. Ain't no rules. Ain't no rules when we battling. As long as the only thing that is out there is we shouldn't touch each other. But unfortunately, that ends up happening. Niggas end up dying. So there really is no rule when it comes to battling. So him talking about forty, yes, did it hurt? 
yeah, possibly. But hey, that's that comes that's that's the cost of going to war. You gotta be willing to pay it. And if you're not willing to pay, stop. I and agree. That's what he did. I agree, but then I also disagree. And I'm gonna take this from Styles P. Styles was on an interview recently, and he even said this. He was like, the reason Drake thinks there's rules is because at the spot that he's at, there are rules. <laughs> but when you get down in the muck, when you go to war, he's like, there's no rules. He's like, so Drake had to come off that tower to come and holler at push. And when you do that, there's no rules to this. So, and that's what, and Styles said that made him a little upset. He was like, because you can't come up, come down here and tell us, yo, there's rules to something that you're not really a part of. He's like, Drake isn't really a part of what we're doing. You know, he's, he's at another level. He he's, he's now pop culture. He, he's something different. And so I can understand. I, I took that as, yo, Styles looked at it and says, yo, when you get to this certain level, things change. But when you was on the way up, you was part of all the other rules. Like there's different rules. Like there's different rules for you than there are for the president of the company you work for or the CEO. Not if we battle it. Yes, there are. Like that. Yes, there <laughs> That's are. completely different. That's, yes, that's there are. Work. Because if he came we're, to your office right now and slapped the shit out of you, you're going to get him slapping back. We, you fucking right. You kidding me? You think yeah, some nigga gonna come up to me and just hit me? He's not a nigga. That's why. That's why it's not gonna. Happen. I don't give a fuck who he is. <laughs> we just talked about niggas spitting and not nah, fuck out of here. You crazy? You See, say you that? Not I, let, I mean, that's not never gonna happen. Somebody put your hands on you. I you mean, not, I know you. You're not letting nobody put your, put their hands on you. It don't matter who they are. It don't matter if that's your boss. The only person who could put their no, hands not on my you boss. Is your no, not my direct <laughs> boss. No. Maybe like five, six levels up. I mean, don't give a fuck. Don't put your fucking hard. hands on me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you 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 not letting nobody put their hand. First of all, you're bigger than most of the people probably at your company anyway. So ain't nobody gonna put their hands on you anyway. But if the nigga did come and touch you, there's no. I can't see you just walking away from that. I can't see it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I got a wedding <laughs> to pay for. It, so. <laughs> Man, do, whatever. Do I have kids? <laughs> <laughs> what scenario is it? Right. I mean, I just think that Styles, I think Styles put it. I mean, somebody you it's hard to argue with somebody who's been in the game as long as Styles who's seen different things. So that I I like how he put it. Because he, and who's he, been a product of beefs himself. Yeah, there were no rules then either. And he agreed with you. He said there's no rules, but he also says that somebody like Drake doesn't understand that because they they're not in the same world that we're in in a sense. So I kind of like how Styles put it. I understand. I understand it. But mm. all right, this is the last time we're ever going to talk about Drake and Pusha T. Can we? Can we just put that? Can we stamp that on the board? I don't care if any. I don't care if they actually get into a fist fight. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't care. I'm still listening to Drake. I'm still listening to Pusha T. I don't give a fuck. I will still listen to Push, and I will still listen to Drake X the singing. Like, that's never going to change. But I don't want to talk about this no more. <laughs> that's the thing. I don't want to talk about this anymore in the podcast. Well, I, you know, I'm telling you that right now. About it, if, you know something's going to happen. If I'm on the podcast, we will not be having a discussion about Drake and Pusha T beef. Now, if I'm not here, I don't know what the Savage and James are going to do. They're going to do whatever they want to do. I will stomp out any Drake or Pusha T beef talk on here. I'm not having it. I'm tired something's, of it. Something's going to happen. No, I, don't, I just, I just told you, I don't care if something does happen. I don't care. 
I'm not that interested in these niggas' personal lives. <laughs> Alright. Well, uh, I got a good story here. And this is going to take up the rest of this because after this, you know, football's on. But, uh, so this is a story about my sister. And she gave me permission to tell this story. Uh, it involves my mom slightly, but uh, this this should be good. So, <clears throat> this uh, last Sunday was at uh, the breast cancer walk. And my sister was there, my mom was there, my aunt. Uh, my uncle, uh, some other people, and my sister's father was there. Now, I don't see this man often, but ever since I've known him, all I know is this man cheats. Like, he is a habitual line stepper when it comes to cheating. Now, like I said, this is my sister's father, so he was with my mom at one point. He was, nigga couldn't stop cheating then. He's with his new wife, or not his new wife, but his current wife. The nigga still can't stop cheating. Like, this is what he does. So, there are a few times that at certain events that I've seen him at, he's brought the side chick. So, one event, again, from my sister, and I'll get back to the walk. But another one event from my sister, it was an art night. He comes in with his side chick. Now... We've been calling her Consuela because none of us know her name. Have no idea what her name is. She don't talk to nobody, though. And he don't talk to nobody. And every time him and my mom come around each other, like, he avoids her like the plague. Like, he won't even look in her direction. He's scared to shake her hand because he's afraid of that mush. So <laughs> he, he stays away from her. But he's bringing his side chick and not his wife to, to his daughter's events. So that was just one. There was another time, stopped by my sister's house. I pull up, get out the car. There's somebody in the car. I'm like, who the fuck is this? So I walk to the house, and the father's walking back to the car. And I'm like, hey, Nika, um, is, was that his wife in the car? She's like, no. I was like, oh, okay. She was like, I don't know who he is. I, I mean, I don't know who she is. So, you know, it's just another one of his flings. Then, back to the race. Oh, actually, there's another one. My sister went to a barbecue. She met another side chick. The side chick knew my sister, and her father had already talked to the side chick about my sister and to the daughters that the side chick has. So it's kind of like a, you know, he was trying to relate, like, oh, my daughter this, and she was like, oh, my daughter's this, and, you know, they somehow sparked conversation and... You know, he's use, he's pretty much using my sister as like a, you know, a way to get in. So back to the race, he brings the side chick. Now, he brings Consuela. He doesn't bring her around nobody. Again, never doesn't introduce her to nobody, nothing. My sister tries to take a picture, try to catch him on a sneak. He poses, but he realizes that Nika has... Him in the picture and the side chick. The nigga slides out the picture. <laughs> <laughs> nigga slides out the picture so smooth. Then when she starts posing with her... So my sister has two other sisters. And he slides over into that picture though. 
So I'm like, damn, this nigga's smooth. It was almost like that uh, that wire gift that goes around when that nigga's like, oh, for real? Like, that's that's how we moving. So my sister's tight. She's pissed. We don't say nothing, obviously, and she doesn't say anything. But she's upset that, like, why does this guy... Why does my father keep doing this? And why do you keep bringing her to shit that's for me? We have the breast cancer walk. My sister has breast cancer. Like, this is not this is not the time for this. Like, you want to do this shit? Do this shit on your own time. Don't do this shit when it's for me. So, she's trying to figure out how could she talk to him about it. But the siblings, the other siblings don't know either. So she was like, okay, let me text him. Let me see if they know anything before I say anything. She asked him like, hey, do you know this woman that uh, that dad was with? One sister says, oh, she was here by herself. She was waiting for people. He just struck up conversation with her. I've seen her twice. So you telling me she didn't, she's never seen this chick before? So like, okay. The other sister said, oh, that's a co-worker. The nigga's been retired for years. <laughs> That's a co-worker. What, what co-worker? That nigga ain't got co-workers. So now she's like, shit, if I say something like, you know, my siblings might find out. There might be some issues. Like, I don't know what to do. But she's like, I'm going to approach him. So, you know, me and her talked about it. And she came up with, we came up with some good questions. So, they're going to be hard. You know, like... These aren't easy, but she's she wants to hear what what our thoughts are. So the first one is, is it ever okay to bring your kids around other women while you out here living foul? Yeah, they know their business. So you okay with? I didn't say I was okay, but I mean, what uh, you supposed to do? That's a, that's your daddy. <laughs> I mean, you could say something like if it if she feels like, oh, he's only doing this at my events, like when there's something that involves me, then you can say something like, hey, I can't tell you what to do. And ain't none of my business how you and your wife interact or what y'all got going on. But can you it makes me uncomfortable when you bring your side chicks to things that I'm at or I'm going to be at. Like, can you not do that? But that's also your parent. Like, you don't do what the hell they want to do. Yeah, I, I don't think she's trying to trying to say like you need to stop. She may say you need to stop, but the nigga's in his like late fifties, early sixties. Like at this point, that nigga's gonna do whatever he want. But I don't think she plans to approach him that way. She wants to just say like, if you're gonna keep doing this, like stop involving me. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, I I, I just wanted to clarify because you know that I don't think she ever wanted to come across that way. But you asked me if I thought like it was okay for your parent to do that. Like, you don't know what him, him and his wife have discussed. You don't know what she knows and doesn't know. What yeah, she's letting I, I slide do. and not slide. Like, that's between him and his wife. But if it makes you uncomfortable, I think you, you can ask, like, can you not try to make me uncomfortable? Can you not bring these randoms to my events? Like, if you're coming... You either come with your wife or by yourself or please don't come and make me uncomfortable. Okay. Other question is, 
Does the side chick mean something when you've seen her more than once? No. Now, like I told you, I've, I've seen this girl twice. I don't know how many times my sister's seen her. But my older brother, they share the same father. He also knows about this same woman. I mean, she just, she ride or die. Huh? <laughs> I don't know, nigga. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just asking the questions. Like, do do you think she means anything at all? You said no, so cool. I mean, what do you think? Like, are you not answering the questions? I mean, hmm. I, because I know him a little bit more than you do, and when I just mean little bit, I mean like little bit. Like, I've I can probably name and count the times that I've seen him. Like, that is not my father, so I really don't have no connection to him. Right. I think she means a little something. I I don't. I again, I've seen him a few times on my hands, and you know, the last two times I've seen him, he's brought her, and it's always been to like, it's almost kind of been like a date night type of thing. Like it's never like a oh just come. Like it, it just they always booed up, holding hands, and you know, off to the side and shit. It's like uh, it doesn't seem like side chick behavior. I mean, she got that fire. <laughs> she might. I have, I have no idea, but it it definitely looks a little like he doesn't treat her like I've like I would think. But she maybe she do. Who, who fucking knows? I don't know. Like I can't speak for that man. Like I don't know what she's working with. I don't know, I don't know nothing about that lady. <laughs> um. What was the other question? This is a good one. How can you separate the man from the father? Because she's she's having a difficult time being able to say he's a good dad, which, according to her, he has been. But at the same time, as a woman, he's seeing she's seeing what he's doing to his wife and to these other women that he's you know messing around with, and his other daughters too, who clearly don't know. But I mean, that's difficult. Because, but I also would say we're adults. Like, we know ain't nobody perfect. Like, even if you had this perfect image of your dad or a parent or somebody, like, sooner or later we realize, like, oh, this person slips up just like we do. Like, I mean, if he knew everything that she's done in her life, like, how could he separate the woman from the daughter? You know? Like, I'm just saying, like, like yeah, nobody, parents perfect. Nobody's nobody's perfect. So, I mean, but you also got to, I also look at it like this. This is something that my fiance told me when we first started dating. Like when our friends first started getting married, you got to stay out of other people's marriages. Like if that's the only thing that you see, mm-hmm. see him doing, then like I said, you don't know what type of agreement him and his wife has. Maybe she know he got a side chick and she fine with it. As long as she, maybe she don't want to come to your shit. Like you want to take somebody else? Fine. I want to stay at the house. Maybe she got a side dude. Maybe this is the you spend time with your side person. I spend time with my side person. We come back home. Like you never know what the what what's going on in other people's houses. So, I mean, I just say like if it's making you uncomfortable, let him know. Hopefully he's a real one about it. He's, he understands, and he starts coming along. But. I, I just don't look at it like, oh, man, this dude. I don't know the dude. I, I'm just going to put that out there. I don't know him. He could be a bad person. He could not be. But what are you asking him? What are you requiring your father to do 
And if he's doing those things, he's holding up his responsibilities, like as your personal, as your father, then I think that he's a good dad. Maybe he's not a good person, but he's a good dad. There's plenty of people who aren't good to everybody else around them, but they're good to like one or two people. And those people love them to death because they've always been stand up when it comes to them. You know, there's criminals out here in jail who don't realize, whose kids don't realize like, oh, my daddy's not a bad person. Like he was there for me to take me to school every day and make me breakfast and bought me clothes. And anytime I wanted to do this or do that, like we did it. Your daddy was also like killing people in the streets. You know, the victims yeah. of his crimes don't feel the same way. So I, I don't know. I just, it's, it's tough. Like nobody's perfect. Like the human relationships are, you know, they built of paradox. I don't even know if I used that word right, but it sounded good. <laughs> uh, only because I've gone through this journey earlier this year. Like when I went to Africa and spoke to the chicken checker, like it uh, is it is difficult to try to separate the two. But just like you said, like you really don't know what's going on through their lives and their head. And, you know, I don't know why my father left. Just like I don't know why my sister's dad cheats. Like that's just what they do. That you don't know what's going on through their mind. You don't know their life really. Like as long as he's doing what he needs to to take care of you, then he's kind of fulfilling his duty as a father. He may not be the best man or the man you you would want your husband to be like, but I don't think he's supposed to be that. Like. I'm not sure if he's supposed to be that role. He's your father, so he's more so just supposed to be there to protect and provide and, you know, always have your back when situations go left or right. But what he does in his personal life, like, it shouldn't involve you, but I can understand how it does and it impacts the way you view him. But the way he is as a man should not impact his ability to be your father. Now, if his cheating like slid over and started impacting the way he is your father or the way he acts as your father, then I can understand. But at least from what I've seen and, you know, what I've heard of him, like he's kind of done what he could. Like his habits are just his habits like that. You know, it could be worse. He could be doing drugs, could be doing other shit that, you know, could have taken a toll on my sister. But he hasn't. He just he just yeah, like other women. I mean, I think that's the I think that's the the real question. You know, if he was doing something else that didn't involve like obviously we think that like cheating and bringing other people around that's bad. But what if he was doing something else that you thought was bad but he didn't think was bad? Like what if he was doing smoking weed or doing coke, you know, and you didn't know he was doing those things or you knew but his wife knew and they were doing coke together. Would you think anything else like it just what what's the list of things that he could be doing that are detrimental, but you would be okay with it because it wasn't in your face, I guess. Like I, I just feel like we're adults. Like if she was if your sister was like sixteen, this would be more traumatic, I, I think. But, you know, your sister's grown. She's lived life. She knows that, you know, things aren't always what they seem or aren't always as easy as they should be in life. So, I mean, I just think that he's making her uncomfortable and she doesn't want to feel uncomfortable. So she, and I think she has the right not to be uncomfortable. She should be able to talk to him and tell him, this is what you're doing. 
you know, I, I'm not asking you to stop doing what you're doing, but I'm asking you to stop doing what you're doing for around me because I don't want to be a part of that, you know. And if you can't do that, then I might have to separate myself from some of these situations. I think that's fair. Okay. And I think that's within her responsibility because she shouldn't she shouldn't have to bear, you know, his weight. Like that's not that's not fair to her. Yeah. I think that's good advice because that was one of her other questions. Like, how should she approach the conversation with her father? Because again, like she wants to talk to him like daughter to father, but then she's also having that conflict of like, you're a shitty man. So like <clears throat> how 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 do I get the best out of this conversation without coming across offensive and like creating a rift between us. Like I still want him in my life, but at the same time, like I, I don't want you to do this, this shit around me. I don't know. I can't speak for that because I'm not a daughter. Like I try yeah. to tell, I try to tell, and I'm not even trying to like say that tongue in cheek or be like a, a jerk about it. But I try to tell Charlene, who's my fiance all the time, like the relationship she has with, her mom, like, and her dad is different because she is a woman. I'm a man. Like, I feel like the relationship I have with, like, the mother, the mother-son dynamic is different than the mother-daughter dynamic. Just like the mother, just like the mother, not sorry, just like the son-to-father relationship is different. Like, if we had dads, our relationship with our moms are different than what our dads are. Like, when you become a dad, if you have a son, you're probably going to be harder on him than you would if you had a daughter. And I think it's similar to that between moms and daughters and moms and sons. So the way I talk to my mom, I talk, I like, I'm a man. So I'm acting, I'm talking to my mom like I'm a man. I'm not her third, her three-year-old son no more. Yeah. You know, but when I see Charlene interact with her mom and her dad, it's different. Like it ain't, she, she's still going to act like, like these are my parents. Like they're taking care of me. My mom don't take care of me. I'm not going to talk to you like you take care of me. Like I'm making my, I'm making these decisions. I'm out here in these streets. I'm out here going to work. I'm out here dealing with these people. I'm out here putting my life on the line some days, you know, like (laughs) 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 this nigga (laughs) put my life on the line at a desk in a (laughs) nah, not the desk. Man, I pass police every day. I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. No, I ain't gonna tell nobody what I'm out here doing, but you know, you know how my life is. We know. Yeah, I, I know what you're riding in. <laughs> you're right, exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I I understand. I I see the difference. Like even my mom, like me, the way that I interact with my grandfather, who's my mom's dad, is completely different than the way she interacts with him. And she's older than me. Like I talk to my grandfather like that's my homie. Like he'll say something to me, I'm like, man, you're crazy. Like, <laughs> and like, then she, then he'll say something to her, and she's like, I couldn't tell daddy that he's crazy. I'm like, why not? He said I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just think that, like, as a man, like, some of your relationships are different. I could, but I feel that way because that's how I feel like my mom brought me up. Like, hey, you have to be strong. You have to be courageous. You have to do all this stuff. You can't build that into me. And then tell me, oh, yeah, but when you talk to me, like, I need you to be weak now. Like, nah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, that's not how this works. <laughs> like, you don't, like, I can't turn this off and on. Like, I, I only really turn it off for the white man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Cold switching. Right. <laughs> and I really, it's still in my head. I just stopped talking, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I just feel like you can be up as up front and as honest as you can be without being disrespectful. But sometimes being adult, part of it is having to hear things you don't want to hear. So I mean, your dad's an adult. He's heard plenty of things that he hasn't wanted to hear. Think he'd be alright. And sometimes you just got to start talking to people. I mean, I went a time or two without talking to my mom because she didn't like what I had to say. Yeah, but everybody not like you. <laughs> like you, you've been through like months going. I remember the last, I remember one of the times she didn't call or y'all wasn't talking. You was like, man, my birthday in three days. She don't call. A wrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think my, my sister's, she's not going to do that. Yeah, like, but I don't think that she's going to say anything disrespectful. Like, you're telling the truth. Like, I think as a man, someone, especially your daughter, coming up to you and telling you, hey, you're hurting me. Like, you're going to listen to that. that that's going to that's gonna sink into you a little bit. Like, hey, you're doing something. It's making me feel bad. Here's why I feel bad. Can you stop? Or what can we do so that I don't feel this way? And I feel like a man listening to his daughter talk to him like that that's going to sink in differently. That's what I'm saying. Those relationships work differently. Like, if that was his son, he'd probably like, man, grow up. This is real life, <laughs> little nigga. <laughs> like, yeah. So I think that she can have that conversation. And sometimes you just have to show your parents that you're not a child. Like, hey, I said something disrespectful. I apologize for saying it that way. But what I said is how I felt. I said what I said. Yeah, it just gotta be that way. You, you're an adult. I mean, you take you take the consequences that come with it, just like the rest of your actions. Right. So you just—I'll be looking forward to this. You just gonna to leave this, me out there like that? You're not gonna? Nah. I, like that pause. I mean, you felt like this, not, that's how that nigga's living. <laughs> I ain't talking to my mommy like that. <laughs> I ain't getting to mom much. I mean, I, like. <laughs> My mom is so tough, like, it's hard to have that type of conversation with her, so it's always like a, yeah, you know, this is how I'm feeling, and she like, yeah, I understand, and then it's like this super awkward silence. But at least like, you said what you had to say, though. <laughs> yeah, of course, like, I still say it, but I, it's hard for me to, like, my interaction with my father is completely different than what she's going to be facing, like, he's in her life, mm-hmm. like, so it's I, I don't know what advice I can give on that side besides like what you said, like trying to just at least being honest and open. And I understand it might get heated and agitated. So it, I mean, you just got to be willing to to accept what comes out of it. Like if that's what your emotions are at that moment and he's just like, fuck this, I don't want to talk like you just got to be willing to accept that. Like if, if you're willing, to, like you said, willing to accept the consequences of the conversation or like the you know the benefits of the conversation as long as you can do that then i think it'll be beneficial to have it regardless i mean my thing i got i got i want to say something then i have a question for you my my most important thing is get out what you got to say you know yeah say what you got to say whether whether he wants to hear it or not you got to say what you got to say what you have to say like you you can't let somebody else's feelings stand in the way of yours especially if what you have to say it's genuine. Like you had to live you had to live your life. Like you can't be out here trying to protect somebody else while they hurt you. Like he's not worried about your feelings. It, but he may not know that you feel uncomfortable or that you're being hurt by seeing him do something like this. So 
sometimes you got to give people opportunity to correct or to be yeah. better. But the question I want to ask you, as somebody who doesn't have a brother and sister, you know, so how do you do you not agree with me that the relationship that you have with your mom is different as a guy versus how your relationship with your, your sister has with your mom, her being a lady? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, like I, I when I was growing up, I always viewed my sister as a favorite, but that was I don't think it's really favoritism i think it's more so that that's my mom's only daughter so it's like she has this connection that really can't be explained like that they're just connected so my relationship with my mom for the first couple years was you do what i say and that's it like it it wasn't i didn't have an opinion (laughs) like there, there was no such thing as having an opinion and not to say that's a good or bad thing but it was just like you know at that point i was her last child like she was tired rightfully so because she's been pretty much a single mom all her life she's raised three kids so by the time she got to me it was like man like i'm exhausted like just go do this go do your homework and i go do it and then i come back and then it's like go do this like she always put me in stuff she always sent me to things like it was a very different relationship but when she had my sister she had a little more energy like you know they would and again it's her only daughter so their connection is very different um so now that we're adults like I can see where my connection with my mom, like I appreciate what it is, but it's definitely different still. Right. Like I, I can be a little more open with my mom now because I feel more comfortable in like what I feel and what I think. And my sister has, at least from my opinion, she's always been able to do that because it's like a, they share, like they, they have that woman to woman connection. So they understand the ups and downs of being a black woman. Like I don't like, I had to share my thoughts with my friends for the most part until I got older. So now we have a, you know, a a good relationship, but it definitely took time to build that. But yes, it is super different. Cool. I mean, I I mean, I've seen that, but I just wanted to hear from somebody else because I just feel like sometimes I talk to my mom and then I see how Charlene talks to her mom. and I'm just like, you weak. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's. Like, the way my older brother talks to my mom, like, he comes with a very prepared approach because he's been through counseling and, you know, he had a lot of built-up anger over years and he didn't know how to deal with it. And then after going to counseling, like, he kind of figured out, okay, like, this is how I have to approach these people that I have relationships with. And then he got really good at, like, okay, this is how you approach my mom. Like, it... I'm still trying to learn that. My mom is not the easiest person to talk to, as you've seen, Stephen. Like, she's she's very, like, blunt. Mm-hmm. She but, cool. <laughs> she cool with me. No, you ain't going to throw me in there. I ain't seen nothing. You've seen it, heard it. Don't, don't try to act. I ain't seen nothing. But, you know, it... it uh, I, I know a little bit about my sister's dad, and he's kind of, like dry straight to the point like he doesn't have any he's been monotone like every time i've spoken to him it's dry eyes clear eyes like that's how he talks so i don't see any emotion coming out of this conversation really but i don't really know that nigga like that so you know maybe the nigga might cry and feel bad that he's been doing this shit and not even noticing mm, for all I we know the nigga I just go that far <laughs> i want to go that I... far I don't know what the nigga's gonna do. I, I don't know. But, but, but talk I, to him. Have an have an adult adult to adult talk. Don't have a 
a daughter father talk, have an adult to adult interaction. That'll be good. I mean, do it as respectfully as you can. I mean, I I, don't, I wouldn't go cursing and yelling, but you know, just have a open, honest, not emotional as you can conversation. Okay. I don't, I don't want to know how it goes though, so don't 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 update me. Don't <laughs> <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> I want to update. I'm sure you'll get one. You can just give me the thumbs up when I see when I see the <laughs> thumbs up. I know it went it went all right then. Yeah. All right. I guess that's about it. Yeah, that, it's time to wrap this. That's up. three episodes, seven days. Yeah, we on fire. Uh, we're gonna be taking off the next month. Um, see y'all in 2019. So, <laughs> but uh, thank you for continuing to support. <clears throat> continue to check us out on SoundCloud. Uh, continue to hit us up on Twitter at views from the group chat. Sorry, at views from the GC. Our email views from the group chat gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Facebook, which is views from the group chat. As always, remember check your links, throw up your memes, and paste your gifts. This is views from the group chat. Peace.